This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on May the 20th, 2021. And our most read article for the week is the top shop closing across Canada and probably around the world. But to kick it off, Craig, why don't you cover what is Top Shop Top Man? Because I had no idea anything about the brand other than seeing the storefronts in Vancouver. So if you can start, that would be great for probably everybody. Yeah, yeah. Top Shop and Top Man. I mean, they're same company. Top Shop's more for women. Top Man is for men. And I yep. think there's some kids wear in there somewhere too, but I don't have kids, so I'm not quite yeah. sure. But uh, it's it's basically a fast fashion brand out of the UK, out of London, and uh, yeah. uh, founded in 1968. Uh, it was actually founded um, as part of a department store, uh, and then it was eventually spun off into its own stores. And uh, then 1978, they launched Top Man, which is the men's uh, clothing line. And, uh, and the brand has expanded... Uh, globally, or I should say it did expand globally. It also recently went bankrupt, but um, the, the company had, uh, you know, expanded uh, around, you know, certainly outside the UK had over 500 stores, about 300 of those were in the UK, but mm. well, Topshop was quite popular. Uh, it really wasn't that well known, I guess, in Canada at the time, but what had happened in 2010 was a store which has since closed, unfortunately, on Ossington uh, in Toronto called um, Jonathan and Olivia had opened a little area for Top Shop, uh, a little in the back, a little Top Shop store uh, to kind of bring the brand into Canada. And then uh, the Hudson Bay Company um, got franchise rights to Top Shop uh, around 2011. Yorkdale was the first and uh, I got to attend the opening in Vancouver in 2012. Well, and when you take a look at the 2012 opening of the downtown Vancouver store in our article that we just published, it's beautiful. But a lot of people show affection by giving a dozen roses. Hudson Bay blew a hole in the side of their downtown historic building in order to make the news facades for Top Shop, right? So like that's some serious money that they had to invest in it. So kidding aside, like that is a serious level of commitment that is like undisputable. So for for you, Craig, my question is, is what's your speculation on what the discussions around the round table were back 10 years ago when they were signing on the dotted line with Top Shop? Was it more to benefit from the demographic of Topshop for opening something new or some other strategy? So the plan was to open uh, within Hudson's Bay stores as well as to open standalone stores. But I think Hudson's Bay did realize that this would be a traffic uh, uh, generator for their stores. So they, they really kept Topshop within their stores. So they, they did have these large, the largest would be 33,000 square feet. That's a huge shopping store if you think about it. What Hudson's Bay did as part of this, you know, partial store renovation that they did, they spent millions of dollars. They uh, blasted through the facade and created uh, uh, another entrance in the store for an, a set of escalators to go down into the basement so that they could create this 33,000 square foot top shop location. And, uh, uh, you know, really kind of flashy, fun store playing music of all types. They had DJs the odd time in there. Uh, um, it was the largest, the Vancouver location for Topshop at the time was the largest international location in the world. Uh, that has changed. Um, a big one opened in New York City and maybe some others, but uh, it was certainly the largest back then. So uh, really, really interesting to see because it took a few years for Topshop to expand around the country in terms of some of these uh, larger stores open. CF Chinook Center, we did a tour recently, of course, uh, 
um, in Retail Insider and showed that was there. But then in some locations, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, West Edmonton Mall, they really just took Top Shop and Top Man and kind of threw them into uh, a bay, the Bay store in that mall and uh, had just kind of a department. And it might have just been not wanting to invest so much money into, um, you know, opening these card shops, which is, you know, the Top Shop look. Mm. So rather than that, they just kind of had an area for Top Shop. Well, I'm a little confused because I've only seen the downtown Vancouver location, the one that they blew the hole in the side of the building for. But uh, for me, if they're trying to drive more traffic to Hudson Bay generally, why would they make a separate storefront off to the side of the building that diverts people away from Hudson Bay generally by having its own doors and store? Good question. And I think it's the only one in a Bay store in Canada that's like that. So no. That is a really good question because they do have a set of escalators that go upstairs and the elevator. I, I know this, you know, firsthand, uh, there's a set of elevators in the back that, you know, you can go from the store into top shop and whatnot, but yeah, it's not really nearly as integrated. It reminds me of the Pusateries at the Saks Fifth Avenue in downtown Toronto, where you're mm-hmm. like, well, how do you get to the other part or the other store? Yeah. Uh, but, but typically I know that here in Toronto, uh, at the Queen Street Hudson's Bay store, they've got to- a separate top shop and top men. They got the top shop on the second floor, uh, which obviously be closing and they've got on the fifth floor a men's area. And those are really integrated into the base. So for sure that would be a traffic generator, but the Vancouver one is almost like having a standalone store in the basement that's separate. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, top shop, I think was brought Well, it was, it was brought into the Hudson uh, Bay stores to drive traffic. Um, uh, a lot of these uh, top shop locations were integrated into the base stores. Um, even if they were the hard shops that, were very, very top shop branded. So I'm thinking the CF Chinook Center in Calgary, um, the Square One in Mississauga. Uh, these are uh, shops that kind of almost stood on their own, even had their own entrances, either in the mall or in the case of downtown Vancouver on the street. Uh, and besides downtown Vancouver, we're also connected directly into the Hudson Bay store. So there would be a crossover in traffic. But what's interesting is, is Top Shop was one of... Uh, uh, a few brands that the Hudson Bay Company had been looking at around, say, 2009, 2010, 2011. So Richard Baker, owner of the company, uh, uh, he brought in Bonnie Brooks, uh, a visionary, retail visionary. She did all kinds of stuff, uh, uh, but uh, they were looking for partnerships to bring in. They got Kleinfeld Bridal. They brought that into the downtown Toronto store and were going to do others, but it never happened. But uh, they were talking to Uniqlo. The Japanese retailer, this is before Uniqlo came into Canada. They were Hudson's Bay was talking to Uniqlo about having shopping stores and Bay stores precisely to drive traffic. They were talking to Bloomingdale's. Uh, I had this confirmed by multiple sources uh, that uh, um, they were looking at doing Bloomingdale shopping stores. And, and someone had told me, well, maybe it would have gone where the top shop is in downtown Vancouver, as an example, because this is when I was getting all that information from people in the Bay, including the store manager. And <laughs> so I think there were a few different things going on around that. Again, it was a way to drive traffic into the stores and to try to make things more innovative. Eventually, Richard Baker uh, was able to acquire Saks Fifth Avenue. And that's why there's a Saks Fifth Avenue store within the Hudson Bay store in downtown Toronto. So, uh, which is really quite unusual. But uh, again, this is sort of a a way that Hudson's Bay has taken its large space. It's trying to break it down and, and put some brands in there that people might want to come into. And hopefully that will drive sales and foot traffic to other brands in that same big Bay store. One, uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask you around is the 10 year duration. Do you think it was a contract that ended and now they're just not renewing their parting ways? Or do you think it was just coincidence that the 10 year agreement has come to a fold at, at this point 
unless this things change in 10 years, like ownership, bankruptcies and all that kind of stuff. But do you think it was coincidence? Yeah, and actually I do think it's, I don't want to say coincidence, but certainly oh, the 10 year yeah. timeline is just situational. Certainly there are situations where say a franchise would, would expire or something like that, perhaps, uh, or perhaps not depending. But uh, in this case here, I think it was this situation where there was this bankruptcy uh, that happened mm-hmm. and, and, uh, um, I was told by a source, which I won't say, cause we don't name our sources if they don't want us to, or don't, don't, we don't get permission. We were saying that there wasn't an agreement that was reached between ASOS and the Hudson Bay company to keep these top shop, uh, stores and as well as just to keep, I guess the stock list, uh, as well. So, uh, something happened or didn't happen. However you want to look at it. And, uh, but, but another source had said, well, maybe it's going to come into Canada through Nordstrom because it is top shop is in Nordstrom stores in the United States. Uh, we only have six full line Nordstrom stores in Canada, though, and they're really just in three markets, you know, Vancouver, Calgary, sorry, four markets, I should say, <laughs> uh, Van- Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa, and then there's three stores in Toronto. Uh, so, you know, they're not going to top shop isn't going to hit, uh, you know, the, the Quebec market or, or for that matter, Manitoba or Edmonton at all. So because, um, you know, there's no Nordstrom store there currently, and I, I don't know if there ever will be. So. Uh, who, who knows? Hmm. Um, well, at the end of the day, like one of the other questions that I had is uh, some of our listeners may know that I do a lot of the mall tours for Retail Insider. Um, so I stroll through a lot of malls in the Vancouver area regularly and I stumbled across the Forever 21 opening in Guilford Town Center, which is an American fast fashion retailer, which is expanding in Canada. So with Topshop, who is also a, a fast fashion retailer just out of the UK, hmm is closing up shop and there's space available. Do you think other fast fashion retailers like let's say forever 21 would be wanting to hop into those spaces? Or do you think since this is Hudson Bay specifically that they would want to go a different direction with strategy, like going luxury or otherwise? That is a good question. Um, can I answer that question? Am I allowed? <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> a brand like Forever 21 might be really interesting to take over that space. I don't know. I mean, the Hudson Bay company might be making an announcement at some point that there would be a partnership, but but who knows? I mean, this could be something where, you know, an H&M would look yeah. at this. I, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know if H&M has ever done the shop and store type of thing, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but you know, Topshop had, I mean, I was just thinking Selfridges had... Uh, it for a while. I, I don't know if that was a pop-up or not. That's the department store in London, UK, but maybe um, that, that, that could actually work. Well, wasn't one of the barriers for entering into the Vancouver market for Saks Fifth Avenue was the lack of space. Like for example, 33,000 square feet in the basement of Hudson Bay being freed up by Top Shop, perhaps? Yeah. Well, that's one of the barriers to entry. I think the other barrier to entry is just the not investing in any more Saks Fifth Avenue stores in Canada because they're not doing well. Oh, I think, <laughs> oh dear. I think that's yeah. a big barrier, but uh, it wouldn't be nearly big enough for a Saks Fifth Avenue. I don't think, uh, and plus, I was told, because uh, I did ask a lot of questions, Saxeth Avenue didn't want second-rate real estate. So a basement with low ceilings in downtown Vancouver probably wouldn't satisfy Saxeth Avenue. They wanted the main floor. And of course, the bay is like, oh, yeah, so I, it didn't work out. And I don't think it ever will. I, I don't think Saxeth Avenue will open any more stores in Canada, if, if it even has any stores in Canada in a couple of years. Well, I think that pretty much covers what we wanted to go through. Again, thanks for going through the most read article for the week. 
Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and we'd appreciate it if you left a review with your podcast provider to help others find us too. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning and it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning. So thanks everyone for listening and Craig, thanks for chatting and chat with you next week. Thank you so much everyone and take care.